The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host of Loving That Sports Talk. I co-host TJ. Jack, is that Terry? I'm here, love. How you doing? We got our main man from, you know, you got to tell us what the weather is. Eric Glover. Glove, you there? Yes, I'm here, love. What's up, TJ? It's only 70 degrees today in San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get started, I got two things. One, I want to start telling another list of that. We'll talk about NFC, AFC. We'll talk about football anyway. We'll talk about the Cowboys. We'll talk about the Eagles. We're going to talk about the Chargers that Glove don't like. But anyway... But I want to give a good shout-out. And um, sorry that we didn't recognize it, Terry, um, a couple of weeks ago. It was Glover's birthday. Happy belated birthday, Glove. Well, thanks, Glover. Thanks. Thank you a lot. Well, say, you know, um, you, you're another year old. You're only, what, 30, 31? No, bro, I'm 48. I ain't going to even front. He ain't got an OD. That's good. I like that. <laughs> Yeah. Were you there? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Yeah, Terry, you got a lie right? That's right. <laughs> well, we might as well start it off. You know, go out and say, you know, get this show going, you know. Uh, everybody want to talk about those Eagles, Cowboys, we want to get that out the way. You know, we all know the Eagles suck. Let's get it out there. They suck. <laughs> no, go ahead, Terry and Glove. Y'all go on lay on me. What's, what yeah, is going yeah. on with the Eagles? Everybody keeps saying... It's coaching. <laughs> coaching can only go so far, guys, you know, to where the players just don't want to play. And, and I don't know if they gave up on the coach or they gave up on themselves. What do you guys think? Well, every year or every every game well, we go through this, it's not. It's not, the, it's not that they're giving up. I don't think. I think that, again, they're playing with uh, lackluster people. They're not playing with their stars, and, and it's, uh, they're just not very good. The talent that they got out there just isn't isn't very good. You got a backup quarterback. You got the whole offensive line probably. Defense. I don't know what's going on with the defense, but coach can only put the players out there that that, that can play. Oh, you know what? I agree with what TJ's saying to a certain degree, but at some point, these guys are getting paid to play a sport. That they played for free prior, you know, prior to getting in the NFL, and at some time or at some point, they need to hold themselves accountable. You know, the coach, like TJ said, 
the coach is there, is he a motivator or is he a, you know, a denominator? Is he a negative? And, you know, what's going on is they just have a bad product on the field. The offense isn't playing. You know, everybody's hurt. They're supposed to have this dream team defense. They can't cover. They can't tackle. They can't get sacked. I mean, they're not getting sacked. So I think it's just an all-around top-to-bottom problem. Well, let's elaborate on that a little bit more. I agree with what you're saying, and I don't know Terry, the group that Terry thinking of. I think, like you say, you got to be accountable. Some way you got all these players like Asylum or the guys from um, DB. You know, all these guys are not living up to that money that they're making. Is that because, you know, the game has changed now because it's all about the money and not playing? You know, before you see the player playing hard and work, you know, but now it seems like when they see that, that you're not going to make the playoffs, they seem to give up. The team, you know, look at the challenge, young Jackson. Now he ain't even, you know, he hurt. Now he don't want to play the rest of the season. Have they all gave him up on this? That's just an excuse, as far as I'm concerned. It's not that 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 you know they're they're giving up. Saying that they give up is making an excuse for the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, and you can't do that. They get paid just like everybody else does, and the players that are out there are playing. Okay, they're playing. They're playing. They're just not good. The fact is, the fact they're just not good. But don't don't make an excuse for them. Deshaun Jackson's making an excuse. Yeah, I'm not going to play the rest of the year. I, I got a broken rib. Okay, he knew that game was getting out of hand. But maybe he does have a broken rib. If they were if they were eight and one, would he want to play? I don't know. Maybe he would. They would. But, but let's not make excuses and say that they're giving up because they're not giving up. They're just not good. You agree that well? You think they're giving up or you think it's not good? Well, you know what? I hear what TJ's saying, and I kind of agree, but, but here's my here's my, my spin on it. You're right. They're not that good. But we got to remember they're professionals. And at some point, shouldn't some pride, a little heart, a little dignity kicked in, you know what I'm saying? Because think about it. Regardless of how terrible or bad it is this year, you're actually interviewing for your job next year. So shouldn't you, you know, put out your best effort? Because, hey, if this year is a wash, I do want a job next year. So I think, you know, saying they gave up, uh, it's like a 50-50 thing. But, but like TJ said, I'm agreeing where he's saying, they're just not that good. They haven't jailed. To me, they, they've never jailed together. They've never yeah. come together hey, as a team. Think about it. You see them missing tackles. Come on. that That's not they're just not that good. That's playing giving up. That's, no. They're I, not I disagree, disagree, love. Come on. Okay, you, you answer me this. The Cowboys were sensible. I think it was sensible or scandrous. Did the exact same thing that I saw one of the Philadelphia Eagles players. He missed an open field tackle, and they had a chance. It was third down. They had the guy short. He missed the tackle. He did not tackle that guy. It was an open field one-on-one. He missed it. Now, some people will say, well, did Skandrick give up, or is he not that good? He don't tackle well. He can hit you, but he doesn't tackle well. Oh, well, well the Eagles are missing these open field tackles. They're not tackling well because they're not that good. How do you not jump in when you got all these players that stop playing? You're not got uh, rookies and other. You got start playing with with names. You know, Kamadi. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You're not you're not got players 
They're just off the street, Terry. I understand that, love. But maybe they're not all about the hype. Maybe the hype was too big for them. Maybe they're not as good as what they said they were. Because if you look at it, they have the dream team. Right? They got the dream team on defense. Well, the defense isn't playing very good. The dream team is not what the dream team was set up to be. So maybe those dream team players aren't really dream team players. That's what I think. But my point is, and I know Glove might you know it. I don't know. My point is, if you see how the Eagles, are, when they that bad record, players seem to, you know, you, you miss the tackle that you'll make if you was eight and one. You know, look at San Diego. Every week they up four quarter, they losing by a big. You know, they up by seventeen. Every week they losing. Why? Because their record's so bad. Players seem like, oh, we we gonna give up. We don't care about it, right? Well, well, you know what you, you're talking about. You're talking about two different situations because when you're talking about the Eagles, they're, they're, they're paper champions, as we said. You know, on paper they look good, but you guys got to remember one thing: playing love. You got to remember everybody, you know, don't always fit in the certain schemes and certain situations. Now, maybe those teams that like that Asamoa and Cromartie and those teams that they came from. They were covered a little better by other players that were good. So now they're with the Eagles where, they're sta- where they stand out and they're on the island. So now they're getting exposed that they really weren't as good as they were in that other team. Because remember, certain guys in certain situations play like superstars. Think about USC. All their players play real good in college in the scheme. Then they get to the NFL and what happens to them? So I think... They brought all those guys together in that scheme in Philly, but the scheme doesn't fit the players. Now, when you're talking about Chargers, it's just a, it's a time bomb waiting to happen every game. You know, they jump on them in the first quarter, but then, you know, San Diego fans and people out this way, they know give or take an interception or something, they're going to do something to lose the game for so a matter of time. And that's my point where, when your record is bad, eight and one or three and seven, you're also gonna make that mistake that's gonna lose you the game. That's my point, guys. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but love, I just don't think and, and and maybe it's just me, but I, I hate to think these guys are getting paid and they don't have any pride and they're just deciding to give up on uh on the coach. I mean that coach has been there for thirteen, fourteen years. He's a good coach. Um, they had a good team, and that's just not something you do. So I don't, I don't see that on the football field, and um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that they're giving up on it. But, but my point is, and tell me if I'm wrong, guys. Uh, if once your season is bad, like everything go wrong. I mean, look at the Eagles. I talk to you, Terry. Like, God, like they cannot. They horrible. Then when you look at that Jets game. Everything that happened at this game, the ball pop out. Uh, the guy just walking, running by, and running his hand. You know, it just seems like when your season is bad, everything seems to happen and trickle down to everything going bad, right? Well, sometimes bad things just happen. Sometimes it just happens that way. Um, it's just like it's, it's as difficult to put a two or three game run together, it's just that easy for you to lose. 
two or three years. You said the players are just, just bad. Horrible, but sometimes it's just bad things happen, right? Right. Brother? Yeah, no, I, I, you know what? I agree with what you guys are saying on both ends, you know. But again, and I'm going to say it, you know, and I'll keep saying it, at some point, these guys got to take pride in themselves. Are, are they giving up on the coach? TJ said it. I don't think they're giving up. You know, I just, they're, they're just not that good together collectively. Now, are there some good players out there? Yes, but, but three players can play against 11. Or at what point? When you're out there giving 110% and you know the guys that are around you aren't giving 110%, at what point do you take on the same mindset that the other guys have? And then the question or the thing that TJ was saying earlier about the whole tackling issue, nobody in the NFL tackles anymore. Everything's an arm tackle or I'm going to run by and try to get them at the end. Nobody's putting themselves out there really to tackle except for, you know, the superstars like Ray Lewis and guys in that category. But the NFL, nobody tackles no more. Or anymore, excuse me. Glove, I don't want to cut you off, but Glove, I want to ask you a question. I want your answer, but then, Terry, I want you to answer what Glove say because you know you know how I feel about it, Terry. I want you to answer, Glove answer. Glove, when, when the uh, Cowboys have a way to of their coach, do you think those players gave up on him? Yes or no? Yeah. Now, Terry, well, hold on. Before you answer, Terry, Glove, why do you think that? Because Terry seems that he don't think that. But go ahead, Glove. Well, you know what? Well, you know what? Because they weren't buying into what Wade Phillips was doing. Yeah. And, and they knew, and they knew. See, see, the difference is this, and we've had this conversation before. Jerry Jones is the face of that organization. With Wade Phillips there, Wade Phillips comes from what? A bloodline of coaches being his dad, which was Bob Phillips. So he comes from a coaching history. So here it is, you have a coach that has a little bit more knowledge and has a little bit more voice than you than you have as an owner. But if you're doing things to sabotage your coach, which Jerry Jones did, if you're telling the players certain things as a player, why should I care or why should I what why should I care what the coach is saying when at the end of the day all I have to do is impress the owner? Because the owner has to say so over the coach. So that's why I say Jerry Jones was sabotaging things with Wade Phillips with the players, and that's why none of the, the players believed in Wade Phillips. Go ahead, Terry. Are you sure we got enough time? Go ahead. I'm going to let you lay it off. Hey, don't let you lay it off. <laughs> okay. Here's the deal. When Jones built that stadium, he put that roster together, and he had, he had paper champions all the way, and everybody said it. The Cowboys are going to go to the Super Bowl, and they're going to play the Super Bowl, in the Jerry Jones Emporium, gigantic, humongous, uh, luxurious stadium. And they were too loosey-goosey. They didn't. I don't think they put forth the effort. I don't think it had anything to do with Wade Phillips. I don't think they put forth the effort because I thought they thought they were just going to be catapulted and they just had to show up and teams were going to lay down. People were going to be intimidated and they would win games. I don't think that they put forth any effort. And they didn't come together as a football team. They were making mistakes to beat themselves, penalties, and so on, to where it was just, it was almost funny. But to say that they gave up on Wade Phillips 
whether they believed in him or not. Jerry Jones is the owner and the coach of that team, and he was even loosey-goosey. He was expecting these guys to be there. So if Wade Phillips was trying, just like Love said, if Wade Phillips was trying to implement things with these guys in order to say, look, this is the thing that's going to get us to the Super Bowl. We can't just show up. And the guys were like, all the heck with it. And Jerry Jones was like, all the heck with it. We're going to win. We got, we got all this talent. But to say that they actually gave up on him, I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. Lover, but TJ, TJ, I, I mean, and, and okay, we won't say get, gave up all the way, but, but let's, let's think about what you just said. You know, with the whole, you know, the guys being loose, Jerry Jones being loose, and the head coach trying to implement something different. How, how mm-hmm. in your right mind, in your right mind, you're in the NFL, how can you ever think that it's a, it's a given? It's an automatic. You know what I'm saying? You, That's you, a good you question. To, you know, you have to know on any given Sunday, the worst team can be the best team. Because Absolutely. you overlook that team, you overlook that team to go to the next team or to the next game. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I hear what you're saying with the, with the carefree attitude and with the, you know, we don't really need to, to focus. But, but you know what? The breed of athletes now are different. Because now it's more so about money than winning, and it's sad to say you don't really have no, you don't really have those grit, those really grit, grit and grimy football players like you used to have. There's a handful yeah. of them, but pretty much most of your football players now they're prima donnas. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's it's about a paycheck. It's about the status of being. It's not about the performance. That's it's right. Like, you know, what? You, I'm a, you, you can't sit there and tell me that when those guys showed up for games. And they were making the mistakes that they were making, whether it was turnovers, whether it was penalties, that they were cohesive and they looked like they had a great training camp and they all practiced together and they were ready for the season. That didn't happen. You know what, guys? Hold on one second. Nothing like that. We got to take a break. But when you come back, Terry, and like Lowe said, you can't say that, Terry, because I said to Terry with two hands through the season (laughs) and I said, Terry, y'all can win this game, win that game, win this game. Did I say that? But like well, yeah. so you can't sit there and say you don't win no game because you haven't given us Sunday. So we're gonna take a break. We'll come back. We're gonna we we all carry this time, we'll run with We all here. <laughs> I like this because he called me every day when the Eagles lost, you know. So uh, we'll be right back and this is Erica Glove on Terry, TJ this week. We'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine, from the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week. Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving with TJ. You know TJ? I'm here, love. And we got Eric Lowe, Tom Glove. Glove, one more time. What's the weather? Brother, it's 70 degrees. Sunny and 70 in San Diego. Very fine. Well, Glove, I'm glad that you were on this weekend. You had a good birthday, but I like this because Terry lit my phone up, boy. I couldn't even, like, call me. He was happy and laughing at me. And, you know, I kind of, you know, when you're free, you kind of not get mad at him. But y'all yeah, a little upset. I'm a little perturbed. I'm a little, you know, you know, I'm a little perturbed, you know. But, Love, would you tell um, Terry that, you know, everybody look at on paper, you should beat these teams, you know, you look at, like, blah, 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 you should beat um, the Cleveland Browns, you should beat Jacksonville, you know, but then we, you, you're going to lose some of those games. It's not definitely you're going to win. Am I right, guys? You're absolutely right. I mean, you have to play in this game, and, and I think we talked earlier about this as well, is that that's what makes it good now. That's what's making it better in the NFL that all the teams are competitive. Um, you know, we saw the Lions coming up, and uh, I don't know what happened to them, but um, they were coming up and playing. That wasn't a gimme game. Um, you know, the Cleveland Browns, Miami's playing well at times. So it makes it fun, and, and, and that's that, that's what I like about it. Glover? Well, you know what? I mean, exactly what TJ saying, you know, is, is correct. Is You know, I always go on it, and I continue to say it, and I always say it. All these guys are professionals at, at one at, at some level or some degree or another, some better than others. But on Sunday or Thursday night or Monday night, you know, anybody, you know, being the worst team in the league can beat the best team in the league. And that's the that's the one thing you guys got to remember. Now what comes into play is, you know, coaching, you know, game planning, you know, things like that, injuries and all those things. But at the end of the week or at the start of the week, they're all professionals. And, you know, we got to hold them all accountable, and they got to hold themselves. You know, Glove, I want to turn up this um, table, you know, with you and Terry today. You know, we talk about, you know, you say everybody professional, and, 
and they say, y'all got to go out there and play hard. Um, you know, we look at people, I mean, athletes, you look at them and you see what they do on the field, on the court, whatever, and their, their um, behavior on the court, we look at it and they've been judged, you know, like in um, basketball, you know, Dennis Rodman, you know, always, you know, get into something or, you know, or, well, my point is I want to go to a Donovan Sue for the Detroit Lions. Everything he does, they're going to make like he, he intended to do that, you know, by, you know, he kicked um, Matt Shaw in the, in the um, they say that, you know, the PP. You know, we can't say that on the line here with that. Do you think that was intended that he did that? But, you know, we look at the, you know, if you get that label, you, if you label that, you don't always have that on you. You guys agree with that? Look, when 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 you're playing and you have a hundred cameras at any given time watching you, and you do what Dominican Sue did, you're going to be judged, and it's it's going to give people something to talk about, whether his history is what it is or not. To me, it looked like he kicked it. He extended his leg. I've been in that position numerous times on a football field. <laughs> you say it looked like he kicked him. Do you think he intended to do that, Terry? Yes, I do. I think he intended to do that. Glove, what you think? Glove, thank you. You 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 know my answer is always opposite of that. <laughs> you know I played I played defense, so you know you know my answer is going to be totally different. It's like this: the game has changed. Now it's more of an offensive game. They want to see points. So anything that the defensive the defense does that can, you know, slow down the progress of the offense is going to be looked upon as a negative. D- did I think it was intentional? No. I thought it was a play. He was trying to break his fall. He ain't a ballerina. We don't want to see his big old bunch of a cartwheel or nothing like that. You know, he, he didn't get no points for his cartwheel. I just think it was a play, and the, full, the, the quarterback was standing in the way. He kicked him. Is it a big deal? No. Are we turning it into a big deal? Yes, because of who he is. We've we've already labeled him as being a, a dirty player. So, but he but he kicked you, right, Glove? Okay, Glover, are you ready? Yeah, you ready? So we got Glover this time. <laughs> Glover, how in the heck you talk about? You don't think it was a potential? He swapped his leg around. Come on, man, Terry. Would you get on Glove? You know he intended to do that, you know, and he know what he was doing. I don't agree. I don't agree. That's why Terry laughing. You know that, Eric. I, I know. Hey, but, but like I said, James, you played on offense. I'm sure by the sounds of TJ, he might have played offense as well. So yeah. anytime there's something negative that has to do with defense, it's always going to be looked down upon. Besides, we've already said Indomitasu is a negative player. We've already labeled him as a bad player. So anything he does, we're going to say he's automatically guilty. Automatically. Well, here's my thing. Now, I understand where I'm coming from with this. These hits to the head, um, these late hits on the quarterback, stuff like that, that's a part of the game. I'm willing to live with that. In fact, I, I, I live with that. You don't put yourself in a position to get hit like that coming over the middle, and you don't want your quarterback to put you in a position to get hit like that over the middle. And I did play offense, and when I was in those positions, I'd come back to my quarterback and say, don't ever throw that ball like that again, okay? You either you put it right on me or you don't throw it. If it's there, it's there. But when you're getting blocked 
and you you miss the quarterback, okay? Because you got blocked, which He's is all you got to do. You got blocked, and you go to the ground. And the only chance you have to get to that quarterback because you can't wait to the next play. Keep talking, Extend your foot and kick him. Keep That's talking, just wrong. <laughs> you, That's so, just so wrong. That's just wrong. So what he's you're saying, after he's talking to Jay, after he's going to the ground, after he's going to the ground, he's not breaking his fall. He's looking to see where the quarterback's at so he can kick him. That's so what you're saying. You're you're he's seen that quarterback when he was there. Am I right there? Hey, glove, you can't break your fall that way. Yeah. Man, he was, <laughs> doing his, he was doing his... <laughs> He was doing his Gabby Douglas, man. He was getting his Gabby Douglas on. <laughs> you know, but the bottom line is that, that Dominican Sue is making a Dominican Sue, okay? We're not making him. The media right. isn't making him, okay? And we got to understand that. You're responsible for your actions on the field. And if you put yourself there in you a go. situation to be judged like that, knowing that there's cameras there, then, then that's on you. That, that's not on anybody else. So let's right. put it where it belongs first. Well, well, can I ask you a question? What's up? Do you think that Dominic Sue did not know where Matt Shaw was? <laughs> yes or no? Oh, I think he was just swiping his feet. He didn't know Matt Shaw was standing there. Yes or no, Glove? No. <laughs> Come on, man. Poor Chris kind on you. You believe that, Jack? Hey, glove, uh, love, it is what it is. That's that's the way it is. Glove, you said it before. You know where he's going with it. You know what his answer is going to be. You can't argue with it. Right? You tell me, Glove, that he was getting blocked. He was going to lay down, listen in. He didn't know the match shot behind him. Because that's what he was going for. He wasn't going for that guy that was going on the ground. He was going the for the quarterback, right? The, the lineman was pulling him down. He was breaking his fall, and he knew. The only way he can get around that lineman was to do a Gabby Douglas one-handed mount somersault <laughs> and right. that dog got in the way. Absolutely. And that's his story. Well, <laughs> 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 you know, we, we and Terry laughing because we don't believe what you said. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean let, 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 let's think about this. The right. Cowboys are losing and the Eagles are losing. So so you guys got to band together. <laughs> losers band together. Hey, hey, hey. I'm used to losing. I, yes. <laughs> let's I don't have to band anybody. I stand alone. <laughs> hey, let's hey, it. The Cowboys are in the playoff right now. Yeah, <laughs> I whatever. Know, I know. <laughs> hey, love. Mm. Hey, love. He didn't yeah. put that watch away yet. He, he still got hope for that Cowboy watch. <laughs> he don't wear it no more. Uh, he says because it's bad luck. So he don't do the jersey, the the uh, uh, the magic seat, and all that, right, Terry? Hey, I'm still sitting in my seat. My seat's my seat. <laughs> <laughs> That is some crazy stuff, isn't it? Hey, look, he got to have the magic seat, the watch, the jersey, the headband, the wristband. What else, Terry? <laughs> hey, hey, TJ, you got a, you got a, hey, TJ, you got a cowboy recliner? Not yet. Not oh, yet. Okay. <laughs> hey, TJ, is your truck, is your truck now, is your truck dark blue? <laughs> no, it's burgundy. It's, it's actually hey, risky. what's that cartoon uh, with the guy with the propane? 
Yeah. You know, talk about the cartoon guys are propane, tell them propane. Say that again? The cartoon guys sell propane and dollar fan. Oh, man, I'll sit out there and drink beer in the back by the gate. I ain't seen that one. Ah, I can't see that. I mean, I, I can't hear you very good, love. Yeah, I can't think of that cartoon where they the Dallas fan. They all sit back. They got all the cars and all that. But that's you, you know, Colonel Terry. Good <laughs> <laughs> in Before we um, next segment, uh, Reggie, uh, he'll be on. He'll talk about the NBA. But uh, is Notre Dame the number one team in the nation, guys? Is they the championship team, guys? Well, in my opinion, that thing's been messed up forever. And it's kind of turned me against, you know, college football in a sense. I don't even, I don't even watch it much. Um, but I would reserve an opinion on that.
So that's where they are. That's why they are where they're at right now is because of those other schools being in sanctions and all that. You agree with that, Terry? Yeah, I, I, I haven't. Uh, like I said, I haven't paid much attention. Um, I don't, I don't like the way they do the, uh, the, the championship. And I mean, I can understand some of the ball games, but some of these championships and the way they, the way they come together on, I, I don't, I don't agree with them. I just, I mean, I watch it for pure entertainment. and I don't even pay much attention. Um, I just try to look at the, the good players that are coming up. You know, I, I, I don't, you know, want to get into this big. We want to go break in about three minutes. But you know, glove. You know, when we went to Wyoming. I mean, they didn't have all that. You know, they were just trying to get people in, players, and what you had to do. You know, I love Wyoming. I don't let me talk about Wyoming. But you know, they was doing. You know, hey, you know, you got this. Come on in and play, right, love? Well, yeah, but you got to I mean, you got. You're absolutely right, love. But you got to remember. Every school has good, bad, and ugly. So, so, so even if you're at the top of the scale, or if you're at the top of the chain, there's good, bad, and ugly as up there as well as it is at the bottom. Yes, they were trying to get guys in, in the wine, and we were there. But James, you know, we know a few that that shouldn't have been there. That's why I was you saying. Know. But what I'm saying is, well, I know you said we know a few, but there's always, no matter what, Nebraska, they still got the same people that are in wine. There's a few that shouldn't have been there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Every program, every program's not squeaky clean. And it's just because of no, who, who Notre Dame is, we really never heard about it. You know what I'm saying? Every program has its little things going on within the program. You know, so don't think because they've never been caught that they haven't been doing anything. Or don't think because SC got caught, they were the only school doing things. Because everybody does something. You heard that there? Absolutely, I agree with that. I think... You know, it's all about money. And, you know, when your football coach is the highest paid state employee, uh, that's saying something. I think that's a little ridiculous. So it's all about the money, and everybody's going to do what they feel they have to do or what they think they can get away with in order to better the program or to make them, to make them a winning program. So absolutely, I agree with that. Well, guys, what we're going to do is we're going to take a break. We'll come out from break. We're going to have uh, Reggie Slater, former NBA player. We're going to be able to ask him a question about what do you think about this Laker team? What do you think about this Thunder team? What do you think about this Jeremy Lane going in, you know? So uh, we're going to figure out what we're going to pick his mind. Then uh, I found out some interesting thing about him today that uh, we're going to have him talk about. So when we come back, we uh hey. We gotta do this, right? Glove, I love it that we're gonna tear today, cause he's been blowing my phone up. I got tired of him calling. Glove, I always pick up for you, man. <laughs> I know, love. love. Hey, hey, TJ. Yeah, you know, love is emotional. You know, he's emotional. I know. I know. <laughs> my feeling was hurt, but you know what I'm saying? Hey, I did it. Hey, hey, one more before we go to break. Glove, you know what he said when I called him? What's that? My wife was sitting next to me after the Eagles lost. She said, why are you being so nice? <laughs> hey, Glove, you noticed he wanted to put that over here. He could do it with a break. We'll be right back with James, Terry, and Glove. He said, send me out there. We don't believe him, but we'll see. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. Do you feel the need for speed? Whatever your addiction, NASCAR, IndyCar, NHRA, Formula One, or even lawnmower racing, Pit Pass USA has got you covered. Larry Henry here, host of Pit Pass USA. I put my 30-plus years of being a motorsports broadcaster to work to bring you not only the best guests, but also the most interesting guests in racing. Pit Pass USA with Larry Hibbert. Your front row seat to the world of racing. Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Be there or get a DNF. We some hard hitters. We some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Network. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move on. I just just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. (laughs) NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving. I'm Loving Sports Talk. I got TJ. You that TJ? I'm here, though. There's Josh. We got Eric Lutz. Where are we there from? 70 in, 70, what is it? 70 in San Diego, baby. 70 in San Diego. Well, guys, this is a privilege to have this young, uh, I say young because I think he's younger than me, but I won't, I don't want to make my age out there. <laughs> every time I, I know he hates me calling him every time, but when NBA talks up, I always got to call him. Like, Red, I don't know what I'm doing. Talk to me. But, um, <laughs> um, I guess, you know, he's been on here before and I appreciate him. Reggie Player, you know, Reg? I'm here, feeling the love, brother, feeling the love. <laughs> <laughs> Reg, well, we got questions for you, but before we get started, you know, you ain't been a while. Tell us the way you played at the NBA. Uh, I played in several places. Uh, Minnesota, Denver, Toronto, all those cold places. Uh, I think bombing was the uh, springboard uh, for that. So, <laughs> all those places up north that are really, really cold. We really appreciate you know that Terry Glover. I'm gonna I'm gonna shoot the first question to you. You know yes, we talk about football with the Eagles and the Dream Team. You know what happens when you know you get all these superstars on a team and it don't pan out. You know like with the Lakers. Why did the Lakers? Uh, you know, from your opinion, you know we're going your opinion. 
You know, five, uh, Brown in five games. Why was that? Well, that's, that's, that's several questions you asked. <laughs> Why are they firing? <laughs> Probably because the Lakers are who they are. And when you think of basketball, you think of dynasties, you think of uh, teams like Boston and the Lakers. So after assembling an all-star cast that included Steve Nash, Dwight Howard, Kobe Bryant, uh, to be to start off the season so poorly was inexcusable. Uh, you know, they, they might have saw that how the season started as a foreshadowing of what was to come. So they had to get somebody in, in there uh, that has an instant bang, I think. I'm not sure as to why the Phil Jackson thing didn't work out, but, uh, you know, I think with Steve Nash being absent, that's a major component that they were figuring uh, to be uh, in the process that isn't in there right now. And, and as you can see, they're sputtering without that floor leadership right now. Terry Glove. Hey, uh, Reg, let me ask you a question. This is Terry. Now, uh-huh. you've, you've, you've been to training camp, NBA, and, and so on and so forth, and you've got new players in. And you got caliber players like Kobe Bryant, Steve Nash, Al Casal, and then you implement the big man. Uh-huh. They lose four straight games after a training camp, after preseason and everything else. That was just, in my opinion, that was just what was to come with Brown. And this offense that they had him running, they wanted to blame it on this offense. But do you think that that they should have started out that poorly? No, do you think I think. Any excuse or any reason for them to start off the way they did? Gosh, um, I mean, there's a there's a thousand reasons, you know, in my opinion. But but do I think they should have started off that poorly? No. Uh, do I think as to getting back to the question of why they're not mixing right now? I think these guys, you're dealing with a you have to realize you're dealing with some huge egos. For you, for years, Steve Nash was the man. And everybody, you know, what he said was law. For years, Dwight Howard was the man. And everything he said in Orlando was the law. And now you're, 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 you're in L.A. where Kobe, I mean, you're talking about a guy who has his name on the, uh, on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So, you know, I think to an extent, to an extent, Guys are walking on eggshells trying to find their place and how they fit in. Uh, if you look at the statistics from the last uh, few games, you, you see Dwight and, and, and Paul are, are not playing that well right now uh, for whatever reason. I think over a period of time that's going to fix itself given the right coaching and once Steve Nash gets in. But more than anything else, I think the implementation of everybody checking their ego at the door and just going out and playing hard and playing together that has to be set in stone. Mm-hmm. Glover? Oh, man, you know me. Hey, what's up? This is uh, Glover uh, Slater. How's it going? What's up, Glover? Here's my... Hey, man, you know we enjoying that 70 degrees, you know, in San Diego? Here's my question. <laughs> or, or here's, here's, here's something I want you to ask for me. You know, how they fired Mike Brown. Do you think it was more of a, a up-top decision? You know, people try to say it was Kobe. And then the whole process to bring in Dan and D'Antoni, how you said his name, D'Antoni. How do you go from a Mike Brown defense and then you hire a D'Antoni who's never really been a proven winner? Aren't you like kind of, you know, button heads because you kind of have similar coaches, a defensive guy 
who's one minimal and an offensive guy who's one minimal. So do you think well, Dan Tony's the right fit for the Lakers? Yeah, there's another question. I I, I, I think uh, Mike D'Antoni is a, a great coach. I think Mike is a great X and O's guy. But you got to have the right orchestrator to make the orchestra work. Um, and the personality that Mike brought to the table just didn't fit in rhythm with what he wanted played. So, you know, I'm hoping that – or I shouldn't say I'm hoping. Uh, I think what the Lakers organization was, is hoping is that um, – uh, Mike can can lead these guys where they have to go. Uh, you know, you got Dwight Howard coming off a of back surgery. He's not in 100. Uh, he's not 100 yet. You got Steve Nash, who's not only plagued by aging years, he's had this foot, uh, foot situation that he's coming back from. Uh, Kobe has a foot situation. I mean, Mike is putting him to a difficult place where he has some stars, albeit they are feeling aging stars. So he's right. got to somehow manage, and, and I think Phil Jackson would do a very good job of this, of managing egos, managing ailments, and yet recognizing that these ailing, aging uh, warriors have got to bring it to the table every night. Nobody's going to lay down because they have an all-star first, uh, starting five. Yeah. Well put. Red. Go ahead, Terry. Okay, Red, i got one more question for you along those yes, same sir. lines. We talk about Phil Jackson. You got uh-huh. Magic Johnson. You got, you know, you got all these big stars, former players, saying, "Yeah, get Phil back, get Phil back." Why uh-huh. do you think the Los Angeles Lakers did not bring Phil Jackson back? Uh, simple answers. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I mean, happened. That would have been a logical uh, choice, right? Give me the choice would have been Phil Jackson. Again, I, I know that, uh, you know, on his last tour with the Lakers, Phil was having some health issues. I don't know if, 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 if those health issues still persisted. Uh, you know, I heard rumors, and these are just rumors, that he would have demanded that, um, you know, he didn't go on away games. Uh, I don't know if that was a fact. I don't even know if that's true. But I think I, I, would, I would dare to say that there are a list of things that we don't know about that led into the factoring of their decision. Uh, maybe even the price. Uh, you know, I, I, I think uh, they settled with uh, uh, Mike at $3 million a year as opposed to what I heard from Phil, who was demanding $10 million a year. Um, I, I don't know. You know. I think there are a host of factors and determinants that were on the table that we as fans or observers may not be privy to that led them to that decision of, of, of getting Mike uh, over Phil. I mean, Magic, with all his power, uh, I mean, he may not be in those closed meetings, so he's speculating as well. Right. Well, I mean, Reg, I, this is just me, Reg. I have a question, too, but, you know, I looked at uh, Magic on uh, TN, TBL, whatever he was, and he seemed like he wasn't happy that Phil wasn't there, but I don't know. But, you know, but with your opinion, Reg, you know, because all the show is about opinions, you know, to let the listeners know it's about opinion on what, you know. But, um, oh, yeah. Why do you think that all these coaches, like, you know, with the NFL, you know, you get all these big-name coaches like Bill Parcell, you know, the ones that have been there, and like Phil Jackson, why do they only take the team that they know has got a chance? Why don't they go take the Bobcats and try and make something out of that, Red? You know what I'm saying? I, 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 can you answer that? I mean, your opinion. 
My opinion is when I go to a dance, I don't go ask the pretty girl, I mean, the ugly girl to dance. <laughs> <laughs> hey, want, but where is it? Girl you you ugly. Do you think you, you think you have something? You think you have it? Well, I know I am. But anyway, let's talk about you, Reg. <laughs> hey, hey, Reggie. Hey, Reggie. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Reggie, this is Glover. You, you yes, was sir. in Wyoming when love was there, right? Yes. Yes, sir. So, so, so love just, you just answered love's question about the pretty and the ugly girl. Who are, I'm just messing around. <laughs> <laughs> well, why is that, Rich? <laughs> why does love always, uh, have the ugly girl? Well, <laughs> <laughs> why do, why do the coaches always go for the team they know they're gonna win, though? You know, coaching a team or coaching an organization or a business or anything that you're at the controls of is difficult enough. Uh, you, you want guys, and you got to tell me if I'm wrong, you want players or workers or coworkers that, that, that are focused, guys that, are, that give you the least amount of problems because that, that's an easier path to, to your ultimate goal, which is winning. Uh, Kobe wants to win. You know, he wants to get back to where Dwight wants to go, to where Steve Nash wants to go. I think when you get on a team or an ugly girl or whatever you want to call it, you, guys got to you know what I mean? They just want to, they just want to, you know, be in the league for three or four or five years. They just want to play. Uh, I, Rich, I think. Reggie, I hate to cut you off. Sorry, we only got two minutes left. But I wanted you to tell us this, though, you know. Um, I heard some, some interesting news that your daughter. Just find where, Red. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Red. I want to play. I, my show is here in two minutes. Please tell us. I was just, I was excited when I heard that. Go ahead. <laughs> she, she, just, she just got accepted to Baylor, so she's going to Baylor next year. <laughs> oh, right on. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Red. That's something I said. I got to make sure the listeners know that, you know, because you're always doing great things, and, you know, I know how a dad you are. Don't go ahead, Red. Tell her what you're doing. What I do? Yeah, what you do out there, yes, sir. I'm a, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm trying to live the American dream. I'm a small business owner. I own six automotive stores in the Greater Houston area. I also own a 63,000 square foot gym uh, that facilitates, uh, you know, basketball, volleyball, and the upbringing, upbringing of the youth. Um, dad, father, husband, friend, soldier, baby. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, and when I heard that, I said, Rich, tell me that his daughter got something better. But uh, you congratulations to your daughter, Rich. Sorry about that. I appreciate that. I appreciate so, that. And then, like, I, I, like I was telling Love and um, Terry, like, hey, it's basketball season. I called Red I'm like, hey, I need Red for this now. So I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, guys, I appreciate you guys taking the time and having me on, and I appreciate your, your questions, and, and thank you for, for you know letting me talk with you. Hey, thank you, Reg. Congratulations thank you, to you Reg. and your daughter. Thank you, guys. Y'all have a great day. All right, guys. Next week we'll be on, on again, like Glove and um, Terry. Hey, and Terry, Glove got his phone back. He, he went on. Right? Hey, look, we played this, this this Sunday night, right? Yes, sir. Eagle, Eagle, Cowboy. Eagle, Cowboy. Eagle, 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 Cowboy on Sunday night. It's a That's Super Bowl, Lord. It's our Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be talking about this next week, guys. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Have a good one. All right. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. 